How are you guys doing? This episode is sponsored by Hillsdale College. We are back after a, I would say, a, a small a small weekend. Kind of waiting on what's going on inside of Ukraine. There has been two areas where you have Ukrainians advancing, and you have another, or excuse me, you have, well, you have two areas, I guess you say, and then you have mm-hmm. another area where the Russians are advancing. So we have two parts of the country we're going to talk about, actually kind of three, a little bit going on in, in the background region. We're going to start off with, I think we want to start off with, um, what do you think, Robotine, or do you want to go up to Kupiansk? I say we go up and just knock Kupiansk out and get okay. it out the way, work our way down, and then get into Robotine. Because okay. the bulk of the information I have is going to be for Robotny. Okay. So I say we knock out Kupiansk, work our way down to Robotny. Okay. Sounds good. I'll look, I'm actually going to look at some stuff going on in Bachman. I saw in Klifshika. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like there's been a little bit of advancing. Um, I don't know. It, it looks like there's a little bit more panicking, as you would say, on the, on the Russian side inside of that area, on the southern side of Bachman. I'm seeing a lot of... There's one video which I can't show, but they're... Legitimately struggling to get out of there with some of their their well, that the Russians trying to get out of Klushika. Yes, they're they're pushing some of their artillery pieces out of there. Oh yeah, they're so running. they're they're moving, and that's what I keep seeing over and over and over and over again, and yeah. it's not working out too well. Well, so. UAF has been pushing through Klushika for a while now. They've been like what fifty percent of the way through that village. Yeah, well, they, two, a couple hours ago they actually tried to do a, a or well yesterday I guess you'd say they tried to do a um, the Russians tried to do a counterattack. And it did not pound out at all in Klushika. And these are all the video footage that's coming out of them tucking tail and having, like, literally this is posted by the defensive Ukraine. And this is them having to actually bring those artillery pieces back out of that area because they were getting their teeth kicked in so bad. They were just getting yeah, destroyed getting by counter battery in. or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's go ahead. Good. You go ahead and touch on the Kupians piece. Um, yeah. Let me I open think that up. So, where we have the kind of fighters we have in Kupians. We have um, criminals and conscripts, not really the 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 best fighters that Russia has to offer up in that area. So I will say that I have this video I'm going to play for him because that's what I've been hearing a lot is criminals and conscripts that are just kind of being yeah, thrown that's in. That's what I hear. Or yeah, heard, I and, it, and it makes me wonder because... So I'm going to play yeah, this yeah. video and then I'm going to talk about what's going on in Kupian. So criminals and conscripts is what we've been hearing, but at the same time, you, it would appear right now from all like the reporting that Ukraine is losing ground in Kupiansk. And so if Ukraine's losing ground against criminals and conscripts, it kind of begs the question, like what the hell is actually going on up there? And I don't think that's entirely true. Um, going in there, there's probably a couple more. This, is, this video. is wild. Where's that out of? This is that, 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 that's Bakhmut. That's those people, uh, the, the, the group in Klishik. Look, look at the, look at the ground and yeah. watch this. They get, look at this. Absolutely throttled. I don't know if that was a, a mine, but it looks like artillery. They absolutely direct Im- impact right there. I mean, it's that's already. huge. That's massive. Look at that. And these other guys, they tried to come out in the middle of the field. But I mean, that's oh my god! Talk about accurate artillery fire. We can't show you guys because it's it's YouTube would take the video down or whatnot. But I mean, look at that. Yeah, that's that's, that's nuts. It looks like that movie Holes. I, yeah, I've never that. That's some of the craziest pitting I think I've seen. I mean, that's look at lot. that, dude. Look at that. That's a lot. That is wild. I don't think people understand either when we tell when we say Jeez. how many artillery rounds are shooting a month. Jeez. You know that what I mean? Crazy. We're like, yeah, Ukraine shooting seven thousand, Russia that shooting gives fifty. Me goosebumps, like, dude. Yeah, it's a lot that of already, really man. Me, that's like crazy. Wow. So wow. yeah, the conscripts, the uh, the conscripts and whatnot over inside Kupiansk. I don't think they're. I don't think it's all that way. I think Russia's got a little bit uh, more ass behind them. Probably a lot of the infantry troops that they're sending in on the ground maybe are. But here is a, uh, I saw this interview of this guy. Um, it's a self-propelled artillery crew from over outside there and there. Yeah. They're kind of like interviewing him. I think, I think the guy himself 
he is like the standard when you when you see this video he is like that standard regular army nerd Good. you know that you see but the way he's talking about him and his crew and how well coordinated they are and everything like i actually here if you watch задача моя навестить на цель и отработать по ней как поступает команда мы сразу же отрабатываем по ней поступает команда к бою мы the command comes to the battle, the crew, we quickly get in the vehicle and hit the target. All the guys are serious and want to work on it. Commander, driver, mechanic. Do a number of calculations. We all live together. We all support each other. My big thing looking at this guy is like looking at his equipment that he has on, like whether or not he looks professional. And like you can tell he's just one of those like I don't want to say like fat NCOs or something like fat, you know, like officer type deals, but like he's actually decently put together. It looks like he runs a pretty decent crew. Like his uniform is a little bit more faded. Like check out like the tape and stuff like that on him. So he's been out there for a while. I think he even says that they've been up on the front for like six months straight now or something. So it's just, uh, I don't know, it's interesting to me that if those are the guys that are out there pushing him and that video did apparently come out of that area from where I found. So now we're going to start talking about what's actually going on up in Kupiansk, right here in the middle. And then we can zoom in and come down over here. This yellow area is the assessed Russian control. Now, Russia, unlike Ukraine, likes to open up these big wide fronts going across when they end up making assault. So Russia opened up this wide front. Originally, it was divided right down here in the middle. This was a front here. And then we had this front right here and they were pushing in. Well, Russia has now been able to join these two lines. Ukraine had a counteroffensive that they actually lost launched right up here in this area. And it was holding them back for a good deal of time. I even think I said last week that their counteroffensive that Russia had held or that Ukraine had put up against Russia was doing a very good job. Now it seems like that line broke and the Ukrainians are all the way back down here in Petrovka. Now, um, what I have heard through various different reporting types is that the Russians are now in the high ground just out to the east of Petrovka, like the northeast of Petrovka. So this map is even up to date according to some of the things that I've heard. So the Russians are on the high ground outside the city right here, and they're looking at maybe possibly coming around flanking, but they're going to attempt, attempt to attack this village. In any case, the Ukrainians now are out there blowing bridges. So the Ukrainians are worried about it to the point where they're saying, hey, we need to blow bridges. So right down in this area is a bridge that ends up separating these two cities of Kupians and, and Petrovka. I'm, I know I'm mispronouncing the shit out Don't of Don't ask me. Um, but anyways, they blew that bridge right up in between. And there's videos of the Ukrainians going around blowing bridges across this river in order to try to get them down. Now, the Russians are saying their goal is to get over to the Oskola River. Um, and kind of like reassess from there, but I don't know um, how that's going to look for them. But bottom line is that Russians are making advancements on this front now. They're making advancements on this front. What we thought was a, a shit attack that wasn't going to amount to anything is slowly starting to turn into it's amounting stuff. So uh, whether or not Ukraine kicks them out of here in the next couple of days, we will end up seeing, but Russia is in, in moving it around. And so they this this village is likely to fall pretty quick. Or it's going to be a major battle, one or the other. But it's to the point where Ukraine's blowing bridges and they're worried about it. So How many bridges have been blown? Uh, well, there is no official statement from Ukraine that I've seen on the amount of bridges they've blown, but I saw three blown in one video. Okay. All right. Well, that, that actually is a little... All right. I know Russia... We all know Russia was doing that when they were getting their teeth kicked in to slow down the advancements. Right. I don't, so I don't know. I, 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 I think... 
I personally want to say that the Ukrainians are going to hold that city. I'd like to say they'd hold that city. I'd like to say they would too. Uh, I haven't. I mean, I, I know that I, I did. I did notice that they're mounting a little bit more men on the northeastern side of that area, just a little bit. I don't know if it's because that's where they think they can punch through. I'm talking about the Russians, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's that the case, but oh, and and this village right here that's up on the map. While we're talking about this that's village what I'm talking right about here, there, this yeah. one apparently has already fallen. That one's already fallen. Yep. Fallen like a hundred percent. Fallen like fallen? owned okay. by the Russians, apparently. All right. Well, I know I do know down in. Um, if you want to slide down to Bakhmut, yeah. which is probably one of the areas, I think the Ukrainians have taken. I know this is not going to sound right. I think it's like three square miles. I think three square miles over the last week or so. I know not a lot, not a ton, um, but it is at least something. And I know that they just kicked the absolute living piss out of the Ukrainians, or excuse me, the Russians. If you guys want to see the video that I were talking about, you guys actually go over to like the Ukrainian Defense Ministries Twitter because I, I can't show it on YouTube because it's literally Russians getting pounded by artillery. Mm. And they're, when I mean like accurate artillery, it's probably some of the more accurate artillery on moving targets we've seen. It's really yeah. good. But yeah, that was a, that was just north of Kleshiv because where that video was coming from. And then Bakhmut is pretty much the same. There's got to be an open field or something like right over here outside of it. That's probably where that but it was taking place. That is, no, that's exactly where the people them running place. through. That's yep. exactly where right in there. Place. Yep. That's where the the, the the Russians have attempted to push through with a counteroffensive that did not pan out whatsoever. And I don't even know how yeah. real those numbers are. I told you guys earlier with the seventy thousand, a hundred thousand. Nobody those does. numbers. Those numbers aren't one hundred percent going to be real, but it is what it is. Do you want to get into the exciting part? I love exciting. I mean, that's pretty much. Do you know the U.S. Embassy apparently just put out today, uh, nineteen minutes ago, which I think I sent this over to you about Belarusians. It, urging U.S. citizens to depart from the country immediately. Did they say why? Uh, it notes that Lithuanian government closures of the border crossings. Apparently, they close all those borders until the 18th, and further border crossings by Poland, Lithuania, and Latvia are now possible. So, pretty much, if you guys are if you guys are in Belarus and Americans, you're gonna all the border crossings are gonna be completely closed down. Oh, so and they go on to tell you, do not enter Ukraine. So I don't really know how that's gonna. If you're entering, if you're entering Ukraine as an American from Belarus, I think you got a little bit more issues. Probably should be going from Poland over, but just well, I think that's what most. People <laughs> yeah. That's what I did. I'm like, just saying, like, I don't know what the why would you go from Belarus? Why would you do know. that? It says U.S. citizens are not enter, they're not permitted to enter Poland overland from Belarus. Do not travel to Russia or to Ukraine. So it's another one of those things. Thank you, U.S. government. You are a few months behind. So wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I don't know. It is what it is. Well, I mean, yeah, it kind of makes sense because I, I guess if Lithuania and them are going to close their borders down, they want the U.S. citizens to be able to get out and then prevent something bad happening. They don't want their U.S. citizens fleeing to Ukraine for damn sure. I uh, guess. So I, get I out know. now because Lithuania is closing the border because they're making a statement probably. All right, Robotnik, you want to talk about it or you want me to hit it? I'll let you hit it. I'm just I'm looking more of these videos that are coming through with Klashika. I mean, they're just dude, I'm look at this. I mean it they're just getting Yeah, I know. I wish pounded. we could show this. Yeah, I wish I, I could wish show could you guys show this. It is so crazy. Like this is this is we got cluster yeah. munitions at work. Everything you could possibly is going at work right here. God bless them. Just I mean, bam. Boom boom. God bless. Now, you know, in history, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the United States Constitution. Did you guys study any of these things while in school? Probably not. You're like me. 
Okay, even if you guys did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it. I'm sure you guys live a busy life like we all do. And because of that, you might think to yourself that you don't have enough time to learn something new, but time is actually all you have. You should use as much of it as possible to discover things that make you guys better and help you guys know what is best. So since 1844, and yes, I said that correctly, 1844, Hillsdale College has been providing an education in faith, freedom, and character because they believe in a virtuous citizen in the defense of liberty. Yes, that's why they've taken these core classes and they've they made them pretty much, well, they made them free for you guys. All the ones they teach on the campus, they have these free online courses. If you guys are wanting to learn anything, they're free. U.S. Constitution, C.S. Lewis, the Book of Genesis, World War II. Yes, Aristotle, Plato, the free economics, or excuse me, free market economics. If any of these things are interesting to you guys, they like kind of pique your interest. World War II is kind of my thing, you know what I mean, Jelly Bean? Or even if they sound intimidating, then let Hillsdale College be your guide. Over 3 million people have taken a Hillsdale College course online. There are 39 free courses to choose from. They're easy to follow. They're self-paced, and you can start whenever you guys want. In fact, you can start right now. It's everything you guys need all in one place with no long-term commitment. Learn when and where you want. Enroll now in Hillsdale's Not for Credit Online Courses program. It's free, it's fun, and it will change the way you understand our country, the world, and the place in it. So go right now to hillsdale.edu slash rob to enroll. There's no cost. It's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu slash rob to register. Hillsdale.edu slash rob. Now let's talk about Robotine, and I'm seeing even more pushing. So we've been making this episode, I don't know, 15 minutes now. And since we started this episode, it looks like, or since we started doing our research for this episode, it looks like we have even more movement on the southeastern side of the city. And not only that, we have, it looks like, the Ukrainians are pushing even more directly east towards that town of Verbov, which mm-hmm. when you get this thing pulled up, we'll be able to see it. But I'm seeing a couple... I'm going to say um, trusted sources pushing certain things or pushing out certain things, which it, people that we believe in. Yes, p- people that I actually do trust. It's it's not like that one gentleman who says that they had a bridgehead across the river for like, what is that guy's name? Chuck Farr or whatever. Oh yeah, that uh, guy. Bless him. Yeah, there's people I, in the comment him. section telling you that. You I guess he was a seal, but don't. I mean, what's that? There's people in the comment section that were like, "He's a good dude." I'm sure he's a good dude, but it doesn't mean he's, he's got credible intel. You should listen to Chuck Farr. Well, Chuck Farr's stuff was not incorrect. It was incorrect as all can be that day. He <laughs> not, there was I'm literally not, no I, pontoon bridges going across the river. You can't I'm not claim saying, I'm just telling you what the guy said. I'm there. just yeah. just being honest with you guys. Yeah. I mean, it was a seal. That's great. I mean, great for. I mean, that's cool. Me and him have done a lot of work with seals. Usually, they're kind of like cool people, but they're kind of arrogant at the same time. What are they? What do we call them? Prima donnas. Prima donnas. Prima donnas. But they're, they're not all people. of them. But no, not all of them. They're, they're, there's some really good ones. But most of them. A lot of them. But go back to this. Robotine. You got Verbov on the most eastern edge of that, and it looks like, I I believe, I believe you see. Can you have it pulled up right now? Yep. So go to the Verbov area. It looks like there might they might attempting or they might be attempting. Excuse me to push down from that most northern Where are you portion. Looking at? Um, it's more north of there. So find Verbov. Okay. See it right okay. there. Verbeuve. Yeah, north. Go north right there, right there. That little peak. That little point. Oh, this guy. Yeah, little nipple even farther down, to the left. Go west, right there, straight up north. Yes, right there. That little nipple right there. It looks like we have some Ukrainians that are attempting to push down currently as we're making this episode and possibly taking that Verbo area. I feel like about a week ago, I stated that I thought that 
and I wasn't me who stated this, a gentleman who th- was thinking that that's, that's kind of the area they were going to push those Abrams in once they actually got a little bit of headway inside of this area. And guess what? Could be a thing. I mean, they've got to spread out and create a corridor a little bit as they go, which yeah, they kind of makes sense. Yeah, they can't just and punch it, through one area. Yeah, and the, you know, those are denoting Russian field fortifications, and, and God only knows what actually lies in there. But if all of this is field fortifications, and I don't know what it looks like, but it might be easier for them just to like hook right after they go into River Bove and come back around maybe, like help them clear some of that terrain out because that pretty much spills right down into Tokmok. Yeah, depending if they're able to actually drive through some of that open field or maybe take some of those back roads. Yeah. I, I, we have no Who idea. knows, man? I haven't we seen are not the battle plans. Yeah. But if they're able to do that, that'd be pretty cool. If they're able to go that way, that would definitely make life a lot easier for them. Maybe. I don't know. But all, right. all the reporting going on right now in Robotny, that is pretty cool what they're doing, opening that up. All the reporting right now going on in uh, Robotny says that you know, they're, they're halfway through the village. If you just kind of stick to the MSM stuff, but once you start actually digging in, it looks like they've actually reached kind of like the, the Russian fortification line and that they're all the way down at the South, the Southern edge of the village. It's very probable at this point that that village has, has possibly already fallen. I've seen videos of Russian or I'm sorry, not Russian tanks, but, uh, uh, Bradley's I've seen Brad's I've seen, uh, I don't know, but lots of different armored vehicles like moving down and through Robotny. It's like just blasting the place. And you can actually, the nice thing is Robotny is so small that you can actually look at what they're shooting at and pull up Google Maps. And you go, yep, they're right here. So we've got troops on the ground that are probably all the way down to the southern end of uh, Robotny. And it's, it's likely to have already fallen as of the time we're making this recording. And it might even update here in the future um, within the next day or two. I'm trying to find a t- Oh, I found it. God, thank God. Okay, it goes just south of uh, Narodny. You see the town of Novo. Yep. Uh, Novo per... How do you say the thing? Chain. Okay, you see, you, you, you're tracking there. So apparently, just just happened 39 minutes ago. This is, just came out as well. This is all coming out as we're doing this. Uh, you, uh, Ukrainian artillery just smashed reinforcements and resupply that's been coming up from that currently, like literally right now. Mm-hmm. And this is all coming from... Uh, sentinel imagery which shows all the fires that are taking place in there mm-hmm. like look at this I don't know you could probably actually post some of this but see there's Robotny look at the oh yeah yeah they're hitting the reinforcements that have been coming Let's up see how far there. away that is uh, it's not that far I don't know it shouldn't be that far at all I mean it's well within artillery range I mean they're getting they're pounding there they're pounding those wood lines oh we didn't even bring up that wood line have we we haven't brought that wood line just south of the not city yeah no we'll okay, have to do yeah. that here in just a sec let's measure that out for these guys so you can see I mean because it's not I it is not that far. No, it can't be that far. So right in between both those cities, which she's about to bring that up as well. Three and a half clicks, maybe. Okay, so what do we look at them? Two, not even like two miles or so? Yeah, I mean, you could hit that with like mortars. Yeah, that's not far at all. So yeah. right in between both those cities, uh, go ahead and show them, like just circle around with your... your yeah. Oh, I showed them. I showed no, them. No, the, 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 the green area. Oh, this guy. Yeah, so that right there, just so you guys are aware, I think, we, I, think I pinged him with some... I don't know if we can show that footage or not. I hope we can. Let me go ahead and pull this up. Um, oh, yeah, you, yeah. I think you'll be able to show that footage. So the footage you guys are now overlaying that he just circled, that is happening. This is all happening real time as we were making this episode with you guys. That is artillery coming in from the Ukrainians. I'm going to assume that they're – I know there's a trench line on the bottom right-hand portion of the, the screen, as you guys can see, that leads all the way up that um, – Hedge or hedgerow that runs all the way north, and you can see it kind of peels off even again off to the east there. This, yeah, you can really see it there, but my God. The pitting that's out front, they're just pounding it with artillery. As I, I would call this more or less shaping operations to continue push south. I, I think they're doing a great job. I think right now everything seems like it's going to plan from the outside looking in, 
Don't know what the casualty numbers are, but it does look like that we're seeing this 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 movement that's been going on over the last week is actually advancing at a I would actually call this a steady decent pace. Rate. That's a decent rate. This is actually the most decent rate we've seen in in months for the Ukrainians. They're still good stuff. I like it. I like it. I like it. Oh. If you were if you were actually wondering, trending in the United States right now on Twitter is fat bottomed girls. That's good. And I'm going to click on it. That's good. Because I want to know what it's it's coming. It's of a. Oh, okay. It has nothing to do with girls dancing or anything like that. It's of Queen playing fat bottom girls. <laughs> yes, That's exactly. Literally, yes. it's just it's just yes. videos of that right now. Oh yes, thank it you. Has nothing to do with dancing TikTok woman. I had to have that. In my life. <laughs> it was Queen dancing on a stage and has been tweeted three thousand times. So thank God for me, they got me. My wife isn't listening, so she doesn't know I clicked on fat bottom girls. Yeah, she probably knows. I mean, how did you guys meet? I don't know. Clicked on fat bottom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me open this sucker up, man. So uh, I think you had opined the other day um, saying that all Ukraine really has to do is get within artillery range. And I kind of took that. I was like, you know, maybe I want to know more or less what their artillery range looks like. So um, here's this map. Um Nice thing about Deep State is it does allow you to overlay artillery and things like that, and you can pull up a wide variety and wide selection. So let's go ahead and open up. So I want to talk about this because just because they get within range, the 177 howitzer, for example. Okay. So, or I'm sorry, the M777 howitzer. So if we look at that, we go inside, you go, hey, that's great. It fires all these different rounds, and Deep State does a good enough job of showing you which rounds are actually in service. So the M982 Excalibur round, are you familiar with that one? Yeah, actually, I know a little bit about it. It's like the GPS guide. Yeah, they, they, they can go down it's and like hit the a pinpoint. Do you know that the first time that Excalibur round got fired in combat uh, was by a unit that we relieved over in Kirkuk? Yeah, the more they you know, know more you know. Oh, yeah, so it was like still new. Know. Yeah, they they shot no one right into a building, and, and so instead of doing an airstrike, they were like, "We're just using Excalibur round." Well, back, learn something new. There. That was back in two thousand and nine. No. Yeah. Nine. Uh, so then you have like your general, like M one Oh seven, uh, just regular dummy rounds. And then you have these other ones that like start bumping up a little bit and you see this wider range, like 30.1 and it, I don't know whatever, about it, those it, ones. it's out there. So yeah, those are just all three dummy rounds, correct? For the most no. Part. Well, yes and no. Okay. So there's, there's some differences between them. Like the, the standard M one Oh seven that you're like, you're looking at. That's just, that's just, yeah. But, yeah. It's a it it's dumb round. Point it, shoot it, let it go. The 795 and the 595, when you look at them, there's actually things that are called rocket-assisted projectiles or wrap rounds. Um, they're really cool. They, they shoot, they go up, and there's a little rocket afterburner that gives it, like, extra distance. So the rocket kicks on, like, as it's being shot, and it allows it to go even further. So if we're using those wrap rounds, they're, they're all the way out. But the cool thing about this map is let's say we take the M777 and pull it up, and we'll use the 107 dummy round and throw it up on there. We're going to boop smack dab it right now. If you look at oh, this okay. from where they're at, Tokmok is just kind of like right outside of that, right? Like kind of right outside of that scope of influence for it. So they'll have to push a little bit further south with it. But the nice thing, right? And I'm sure that this is something that their commanders have done time over time again. So let's open it back up. Uh, let's go down. So not the toad, self-propelled, the crab. I want to say the AHS system, the 155, is from Poland. I want to say it's a Polish one. Also fires the Excalibur and the dummy rounds. But here's the nice thing. That same round fired out of the crab 
actually gets a little bit more distance, barrel length and whatnot. Bam. So if mm. they're moving in the self-propelled units to go down there, they can actually right now talk box within range within the self-propelled artillery pieces, right? Like picture a rifle barrel, you know, like yeah. a 10 and a half inch barrel has a lower muzzle velocity than a, than a, than a 16. Wow. Shocker. It works the same for artillery. Right. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? A longer tube and going farther. Yeah. Now they can swap out different propellants and everything else, but that's just with the dummy rounds. The wrap rounds will 100% reach down there if they have enough of them to be able to get in there. But that's generally speaking, when you look at it, that's where they're at. So by saying this, I would I would assume they probably need to push down a little bit more than what they're at right now because right. they're not really so, safe whatsoever. So yeah. if they were to push a little bit, say they take the south that's just or the city that's just south of them or town that's just south of them, they could essentially push artillery unit into this area, okay, of Robotine and effectively touch certain areas in Tokmak leading mm-hmm. up. So they can do shaping operations and smash every single thing south of them. Correct. As they push, well, yeah, southeast, north, whatever you want. They to, could you start know, staging you know, artillery right here. They could here. right there. Yeah. And they could start just absolutely and start just sending it. That's that's where I think it's. I think I may have mentioned this last week. I don't remember sometimes what I mentioned, but I think if we talked about you get artillery pieces into these areas and you can really do a little bit of damage. Wow. Stop it. Well, that thing's moving around. Why is it moving so much? But ah, you, there it goes. you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they can actually get, they get an artillery unit inside there. They, they make it, um, I'm going to use the word fortified very lightly here, but they're like, get them in positions where they're not going to get absolutely smashed mm-hmm. and lose a lot of pieces and they can do shape, shaping operations and push, push a bit quicker. Yeah. Which we one hundred percent know they were they were doing shaping operations prior to this because there's so many pitted out areas, right? Like that's what what else were they doing other than just pounding home on Russian trench lines? Right now, here's something cool uh, that I pulled up and I was looking at it and I was like, "Damn, I like that." So, I'm gonna throw this up on people's screen so I can talk about it. So, do you remember how uh, we showed that one video last week where it had the inside of uh Robotny with the Russian guys yep. that we were showed running around. Actually, they no, had you that, got this probably had that projectile. And then here's here's that same projectile right there. Or I'm sorry, it's not a projectile, it's a it's a it's a submunition. It's drop, right? So this comes out of the um, the artillery shell. Do you know where I got this from? So you can quote I it because exactly, I don't remember. I know exactly who you get those from. Or who who makes these little things like this. Who makes it it's that Chuck Farr that's the same one. Oh really? Yeah, I, I, he's the one I think that makes these kind of looking images. Because sometimes people like make fun of them because they're like spelled incorrectly or they're like the wrong things on there. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's from him as well. But this well, one looks correct. Either I mean, way, it's a correct infographic. So let's talk about this go because ahead, yeah. these little I, I didn't realize this that was inside these artillery shells. You know, the the ones that I was picturing with the the uh, the clutch munitions that we had sent them were not these ones. I had pictured them being like. Like I said, like the all-way acting fuse, basically like little frag rounds that like hit the ground and go off. These ones are a little different, which is what makes them so special. See that word right there? Shape charge. And I saw it in the video and I was like, is that what I think it is? And then I just pulled this up, like did yeah, a little research like, into it 100%. It. So they're like little miniature shape yeah. charges, which is cool. You know what shape charges are used for? Oh, I know what shape charges are used for. To defeat armor. You know yeah. what else they're great for? Scary. I'm sorry? They're scary. So the Miklicks? That everybody likes to talk about, you know, the the line charge that shoots like goes out and then it drops it down. Those are actually filled with a bunch of miniature shape charges. Oh, okay. Believe it or that. not. Um, well, except, excuse me, depends on which which. I thought it was line. just one big rope of C4. So they have a rope of C4 that goes out, but they also like have ones that drop a blanket of 
shape charges and it's the shape charges that are going off like a bunch of minute like a bunch of tiny little shape charges like this that go off and shoot into the ground so if you were to just use a big line of c4 now you're depending on like surface detonation so we have those things right like the apobs for example i think it's just a bunch of frags but it's like a smaller version of it but the miklicks have ones that shoot a bunch of shape charges down in the ground and so wow. it's the shape charges that are See, setting off the mines the more you know thank you so much chuck far for this beautiful graphic and now he gets to explain it to all of us well, Great. I just thought it was kind of cool that the biggest complaint that the Ukrainians have in their battle is for demining operations, right? Like all the mines and stuff that they're up against. And we gave them munition that actually would work for that as well. My, okay, so I got a question for you, though. Okay. How many? Oh, it says I see it at the very top. It has 72 of them inside. 72 of those. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're about this big. Well, that's for the HEDP, right? Okay, so I'm, I'm talking about so if you were to shoot those over yeah. a minefield... Yeah. You would have to shoot quite a bit. You'd have to shoot a shit ton. Like a lot. A ton. Is you sure that's actually really effective, or would you rather just demine it with a... It will. It will set them off. And it, it, the nice... You know, they have a bunch of those anti-tank mines that are just kind of surface laid yeah. that they just take and just freaking throw everywhere. Then they have other ones that they actually bury. These are going to be good for the bury ones, and they're going to be good for the surface mines as well. So... Interesting. Is and it, is it effective? Human, yes. Human beings and, and armor and everything else. Because that video that we were looking at earlier, that was using cluster munitions. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. The one with the dudes, or not the dudes, but the all the artillery, or the, the BMPs and, and whatever the hell else that they had, the artistic artillery pieces that were moving out there. They were using those on those. And they would rip, those those well, those little canister looking deals, those are going to rip right through that stuff like butter. Correct. They'll just, yeah. uh, oh, the just way. Uh, you know, hold on. No one, some of these people may not know what a shape charge is. Do we, can we, I don't have anything to show them what a shape charge is. Shape charge is, it goes. I can describe it actually. goes backwards and then goes forwards. I can describe it based okay. on this right here. If you were to picture this being a hollowed out area inside a shell. So this coming straight up and it's just a shell that comes up and goes over top. Then you have your explosive that wraps around this hollowed area, right? So you have a hollow cone shape in the middle and then your explosive that wraps all the way around it and is detonated from the rear center. And when it detonates and it goes off, that explosion starts carrying down until it hits here. But because there's explosion on the side up over here that's pushing inward and inward in every direction, it creates this hot gas. And so the explosion's going down and in and it just compresses all the air and it creates this like seriously like high pressure freaking jet that just blasts straight down and out. A massive needle. Big rips needle. through everything. Yep. Very scary. I'm so... Not I got to be su- confused with an EFP. No. <laughs> no. Or a platter. I, I don't think an EFP would be that same. It doesn't the same realm of... Same <laughs> same, same concept, only without the copper. Okay. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it got the same thing. I was, so I got hit by an RKG in Iraq, and mm-hmm. it didn't go off. Correct. That would be... I wish... I don't have a... It was a it's a shape charge, but it's instead of a hand grenade. Yeah. It's a shape charge instead of a hand grenade. So RKG-3. Same, same thing with the RPG-7. Um, you know, people look at those and it's got like a copper jacket. Weird pointy nose. Yeah. So, well, those, those are, I have one. I thought I had that. I thought I had one over there. RPG head. I don't, that's not the right. You see what I have over there? It is. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right one. I can grab it though. Yeah. Grab it. This one's Cause you can, the fans or the fins on it though. yeah, I don't know. Why. Let's talk about this. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we got on this. Thing. Yeah. PG, yeah, PG seven. PG7 says like, it right there. It's even in Russian, huh? Yeah, but the the reason that you know how it does what it does, actually, so it's the same thing on these. Like, yeah, there's a little copper lining inside, but that's more or less just hold the explosive inside. It's not to create the uh, 
the EFP, so to speak. All of this is an empty shell. It's just open and empty. And then you have that same cone shape that's back in here um, that's going out. So when it hits, this is all distance and standoff. So this is filled with a piezoelectric crystal that's inside. Same thing when you squeeze your lighter and it goes click, click, click. It's the same thing that's inside here. And when it hits, it smashes and shakes the crystal and it sends the detonation actually back to the rear center of this and it starts exploding from here forward going up and out and then this whole thing obviously just gets black because it doesn't exist but that's your shape charge this is a standoff distance for it and that's that's all you need to know so standoff it hits causes the explosion detonates forward causes shape boom blast in that's that heat wave that's blasting through on these that that causes it to does what it does it's the same exact thing only much much tinier for those little for those little bomblets or the little droplets same exact concept hmm. now we know and YouTube, this is not a real RPG. <laughs> no, this it's is not. plastic. It is actually, yeah, it's it's from a 3D printed, it's a 3D printed RPG head. Yeah. Not plastic. entirely why I bought that or where I got it from or why I got it. I have no idea. Yeah. I know it's the fins pop yeah. out and everything. Yeah. What's what's funny is most people, they see RPGs and they, they think that uh, like they're all like this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But there's actually, there's incendiary rounds, there's HE rounds, there's all types of crap that comes out of RPGs, which is what's great. RPGs are actually, I mean... They don't shoot straight all the time, but they're extremely effective. I, I remember they're one. not they're like seriously beyond like 400 meters. They're no good. Um, I've seen them. I don't know if they all do it. I forget because it's been out of the game too long. If they self-destruct at 900, but I, I forget, but I've had them like lobbed at me from, I have a funny, God only knows how far away. Funny, sometimes. You were there this one time. I remember one getting shot at us. We had uh, these little fins that are on the back here. It must've had a up fin or something. Oh man, you got to bleep that. Wait, it must have had a jacked up fin or something on the back end, but it had a. It was when we first moved over to that that camp on the on the border of Pakistan. It was like day number two of being there, day number three, mm -hmm. and they kept ramping up their their what oh, they yeah, were shooting they, at yeah, us. Yeah. The daily kind of like testing us, and I remember they. I was up there, and they shot an RPG from the wood line at us, and I'll never forget. It was coming in like this, like just doing massive odd circles, and it just. Went up and he just nose dove like a hundred or two hundred yards right in front of our camp. I'll never forget that. It was the craziest thing. It was coming in like this, all jacked up, not even coming in straight. There was one that hit. Oh, I, I ran up next like, to you, and there's, there's one an RPG that flying at us. There's one that hit like fifty yards in front of us. I ran up next to you one day, and one had just went boom and like smacked down in front of us. But, Bless. Yeah, I just some of the some of the stories I kind of forget about. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, RPGs. RPGs hanging out here. Well, I hope you guys didn't enjoy this episode. We'll be back tomorrow with another one. Oh, wait, Rob. I got to show you this before what we is go. It? What world's, you got? Is world's there something else on this? Yeah. World's, world's worst tattoo. What is it? Oh, God. I've seen that. <laughs> have you? I have. Oh, God. It's so bad. I feel bad for him. Poor bastard. Just put you on blast. Oh, God. Like, who thought that was a good idea? He even put, like, the little lapel thing up there. Oh, God. Know. Poor guy. Sorry. Oh, God. He's way out of shape, too. Yeah. Well, he's more out of shape than me, and I've been out of the game for a while. Yeah, I'm retired, and I'm in better shape than I <laughs> uh, I hope you guys have a good day. We'll see you guys tomorrow, RPG heads included. I'll see you guys.